Hey folks, welcome to the PFFA pod. Um, I'm your host, Kyle McLowry, and I'm sitting here with uh, District Rep Cameron Holman, um, Secretary Treasurer Travis Chipman, and retiree and historian Don Porth. We're going to be talking about VIVA today. Um, so we'll get into some of the details of why we're here uh, in a little bit, but let's just talk a little bit, sort of 10,000 foot view about VIBA, what it is, a little education, because I know when I started my career, I always got VIBA and VOYA mixed up. They're both acronyms starting with V, mm -hmm. so and they're both money-related. So why don't I start? Um, Travis, is that a okay spot for you to just go ahead and tell us a little bit about what VIBA is and why it's important, I guess? Absolutely. Thanks, Kyle. And I want to say uh, before we get started, Kyle, thank you for all the work that you do in the podcast oh, room and taking time to uh, get this information out to the membership and one of the platforms that we've had feedback that they really enjoy. So yeah. I appreciate everybody listening to the podcast and the work that Kyle has done to continue to produce them. Um, so we right now, all uh, Portland Fire and Rescue employees that are represented by Local 43 have a VBA account. It is a health savings reimbursement program that's outlined in Article 27 of our contract. Many times the employer is Portland Fire and Rescue or City of Portland or something like that. In this situation, Local 43 owns this account. Mm -hmm. um, we have the ability to decide who's in and who's out based on the contract um, and the article that's in the contract. So uh, right now, currently, we have uh, money taking out of every paycheck um, in a payroll deduction that goes into this uh, HSR. And so a uh, pretty important program we have. I'm gonna interrupt real quick. So it's called an HSR Health Savings, uh, HSR Health Savings Retirement Account, but also HRA Health Retirement Account. Yep, reimbursement program. Okay, so in the contract it's called HSR. I've always seen it uh, from the um, data that they send us HRA. So I always think of HRA's health retirement account. That's how I, in my mind, separate it from the VOYA, which is the deferred comp. Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay. And the biggest difference is, in, in theory, this um, the program we have is a little bit grandfathered in based on the percentage. Most mm -hmm. um, new programs don't have the ability to have a percentage-based program because mm -hmm. it's um, divisive in the pay equity line. So. I'm worrying grandfathered in as far as that goes. I'll take and your word it, for it. It's because um, it's a reimbursement program because everything is medically reimbursed. And okay. So whether that be receipts or premiums, that kind of stuff. And we'll get into that so one the, later. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Good. Um, I had a question, but I think I've got an answer along the way. Let's move over to you, Cameron, if we could. Um, you got a little couple things to talk about. Um, I'll just let you go at it. One of the reasons we really like this program, um, not only because of the benefit it provides us, but it 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 comes with an enormous tax savings. Um, for every dollar that we put in, we figure it's about, you're saving about a quarter on every dollar. And that's a conservative figure. Um, one of the, one of the best things is, you know, you put money into this program tax-free, it comes out tax-free. So you're saving a quarter right off the top there. Um, the other thing that this program allows us to do is it allows us to not only save that tax, but it also gives us the opportunity for market growth. Um, if, if anyone out there uh, fills up to it, they could go onto their account and they could uh, mm -hmm. um, select from a number of options um, to invest their money. And uh, some, some of our members have done quite well doing that. 
So the other th- I, I'm going to stop you real quick. I didn't realize we have the ability to change how the allocations are are set through our, in our individual account. We do. We do. There's Each obviously, individual does. Yep. There's there's pre-mixed bundles as there yep. is with our uh, with our VOIA, our deferred comp. Mm-hmm. But then there's also individual ones that that members can choose if they'd like to. And uh, the cool thing about it is 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 those if if you wanted to be a day trader and day trade your Viba, you could. Uh, you could conceivably make changes to it every day hmm, and, not, and play the game not, if you wanted to. Did not know that. I'm going to back you up real quick too. Is pre-tax going in and it's not tax coming out as well? No. I did not know that either. Okay. No. Cool. Okay. So that, that's pretty one of the great things we like about our deferred comp, whether you do the, uh, the 457 Roth or the, or the regular mm-hmm. is, uh, it gets taxed either on the way in or on the way out. This gets taxed neither. So, mm-hmm. Uncle Sam keeps their fingers off of it. It has to be used for health-related expenses. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay, thank you. Um, So the other thing that we really like about this program, and it's very unique to our program, is the fact that this account is inheritable. Not many of these accounts are. Um, So you could, you know, accumulate any amount of of money in there, and uh, if you were to pass away, you could pass it on to your spouse, your children, uh, whomever, so that money isn't isn't lost. It stays Mm -hmm. with you, your family, so to speak. Same, same as a pension, same as deferred comp, I would assume. I'm not sure if that's the same with deferred comp. or It has, to, it has to be. And definitely not the same with our pension. There's some some issues about, you know, how much and the percentages and all that stuff. Sure. But I was thinking more of the, the PERS mm-hmm. pension, not the, not the FPD&R. Okay. I can say that uh, Gallagher, the, the, the individual who pre- prepares all the documents mm-hmm. to, for us to review as an e-board, um, he always is quick to tell us that our plan is very unique in okay. the fact that it is inheritable. Okay. So okay. it's, it's a, it's a great benefit that we have. Um, and then there's also, uh, some advantages that we've discovered in terms of, of, of PERS. I know, um, a couple years ago, uh, we took a survey of the membership and, uh, it came back 70% in favor of doing a VIBA increase. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the some of the concerns that uh, were amongst that thirty percent group was, is this if we were to increase our VIBA percentage, would that affect my PERS IAP contributions? And we've we've done the legwork, Travis, and uh, it it appears that it doesn't affect it at all. It definitely does not affect your PERS IAP contribution at all. So um, I imagine it would be de minimis if it did, but people concerned that it would be lowering their growth, so it would be less actually going into the IAP. Is that the concern? Correct. Okay. The, it would actually come off the total, and then after that, then the IAP contribution would be made off what was left after the pre-tax mm-hmm. uh, uh, contribution was taken out, um, and then um, verifying with our um, uh, amazing PERS attorney that that is not the case. Copy. So okay. definitely put that put that to bed but okay. i love the fact that our members speak up and say what about this and what about this and did you mm-hmm. think about that because um sometimes we we don't cover all the bases and when they bring stuff to us absolutely they, we hire the professionals to make sure that some firefighters aren't uh, making right. these decisions that are going to be negative. we wanted to make sure that if we were to ever bring forward a proposal to the membership that we did all the legwork and made sure that we opened all the doors to make sure that we were doing the best, mm-hmm. making the best choice here. And I could be off base here. I seem to recall an annual vote at meetings for what the percentage was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it has been 2% recently. Um, is that still the case that they've, as an annual vote? 
So you're kind of close. There uh-huh. used to be an annual vote. Uh-huh. And the reason they had an annual vote is because they um, it was based on taking your vacation and sick leave mm-hmm. and putting that into VIBA mm-hmm. or 100% cash payout for those two. So mm-hmm. they would alternate years. That's what it was. Um, That's in right. June. Thank you. And then so basically if you wanted the cash out, you could retire in, in May of that year if mm-hmm. you wanted the – the VBA all to go in VBA, then you would retire in June. Well, once we put in the 27 payroll period, and then this <laughs> the manipulation of the vote thing started happening. Um, uh, Gallagher, which is the company that oversees our program, mm-hmm. uh, said, "Hey, hey, hey, uh, we're still um, bound to federal guidelines, mm-hmm. and this voting thing is getting a little risky. So uh-huh. we're done voting." So. Thank now you. there is no more voting at all. So it's staying 2%? Um, the voting was if you were going to do a cash out for okay. vacation, sick okay. leave into VIBA or not. And, and then okay. it was every other year. It was unrelated to the contribution amount. Correct. It's all coming back to me now. It's been, it's been a while. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not that quick. That's okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, so what sort of things? I mentioned this is for uh, medical-related expenses. I think that is a fairly general umbrella type term. What are some of the things in the past, current, in the present, in the future that it can and will be used for? I'll just answer this really quickly, and then I think we want to get to to Don and and back to Cameron for the important retirement considerations. But um, anything medically related, anything that um, your doctor says you need X. Mm -hmm. So we have had a past um, member that had a horrible back and sciatic issues mm-hmm. and one of the only prescriptions that that doctor could prescribe for help was a hot tub and, mm-hmm. and Viva okayed that hot tub cool and so um definitely um possible but it needs to be medically related now medically related could be a box of band-aids it could be contact lenses it could be braces or um i mean it's a very very wide range so I think the key term in all that is qualifying medical expenses. I think that's how they describe it in their literature. And so, uh, you know, the, it's it's pretty easy to uh, decipher what that is. But think of it as qualifying, not just anything you can come up with. It has to fit the categories of what qualifies. So it's not just for retirement, clearly. People can use it while they're current for medical expenses as their current employees. Correct. And we have a large majority of members that continue to to use it, which okay. we'll get into that okay. uh, question later. Okay. All right, I got, I got a couple bullets here that I'm looking at on our agenda here. I guess I'll kind of toss it over to Don. Um, just some of the basics, I guess maybe how uh, you've used it, how it's worked for you, um, and just some of your general general thoughts on it as someone who uh, is retired and did you. I guess, yeah, tell us how, how it worked for you. Yeah, well, yeah, living the dream, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I'll just say right off the bat, I was not in favor of it when it first started. Mm-hmm. I was very skeptical. I felt like uh, my money was being locked up. Now, I was hired back in 1984, and I, I was, you know, cut my teeth on the idea that, hey, I get this cash out at the end of my career. If I have this, you know, this water sick leave and vacation, I can take that cash, and I'm a smart enough guy that I'll invest it my own way, and I'll, I'll do it you know, I can manage myself. I don't need this done for me. Well, um, uh, <laughs> I won't say I was wrong, but this is not a, a bad plan. And going back to what Travis was talking about, at one time we had these group votes as to what, what it was going to be, a cash out or, or the VIBA, 
and it even got broken down into small groups like work groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not familiar with how it is now, but I just know that when mm-hmm. you know when you get that, I I retired in 2011 with maximum vacation and sick leave, mm-hmm. and uh, I already had uh, I can't remember how much in my in my VBA, but that put put in uh, about a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And the growth that that has seen in the last uh, 10 and a half years since I retired is I, I couldn't have imagined. So I've done nothing to choose the investments. I've allowed uh, Viba to, to do that for me, or our investment company, and they've done very, very well. Now, at one point I thought, you know what, I wanna get it out of there as quick as I can, so I'll save every prescription receipt, every, every little thing that I can, and I'll submit mm-hmm. those, and probably took out about $30,000. And I thought, you know, I can put this in an account. It'll be available to me. It's already untaxed going in. It's untaxed coming out. And uh, uh, and then I'll have the flexibility to use it. But as I watched it grow in that investment that they had, it just became, look, just I'm just going to leave it and, uh, uh, and, and make sure that uh, it continues to grow. So rather than use it uh, for bits and pieces along the way, uh, we decided, my wife and I decided, since I retired at age 50 and she's just retiring now when I'm age 61 uh, and we need to bridge that gap to Social Security and Medicare, that uh, it is the perfect vehicle to fund our health care once she steps away from the workplace to bridge mm-hmm. us to that next step. So kind of looking at life in segments and using it that way, and it's really become the perfect vehicle to do that. That's awesome, Don. If if I could just jump in on that point, um, Gallagher is... is graciously prepared kind of some figures for us um, to kind of uh, speak to our membership on that exact point. Um, Based on the information that they have, they're saying that the average retirement age of uh, our members here is about 58 years old, which leaves about seven years of medical premiums that 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 member is responsible to cover until they reach Medicare age. Mm -hmm. Now, the cost of that, depending on where you um, get your information varies, obviously. Um, but if we were to conservatively say it costs a, a retired married couple about $1,500 a month, Don, did, how much did you pay? Well, we're just looking at it because we have to begin this uh, starting June 1st. And it's uh, to have something equivalent to what, what we've had while my wife was working, it's going to be about 1800 a month. Okay. Okay. So about $1,800 a month. Um, now, now, for $1,800 a month, times 12 months that's that's a pretty uh, uh large figure and then you multiply that by seven years figuring you retire at 58 that's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars just in medical premiums mm-hmm. and i'll say when i've heard about this or thought about this that was what i anticipated to be the most likely use is bridging that gap between mm-hmm. i mean it obviously has many uses mm-hmm. um but it's really uh potentially very uh, helpful in that space between retirement and Medicare. But yeah, and you know, being one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, based on our estimations, which is an average rate of return at of of eight percent per year, uh, at our current at our current pace, two percent for mm-hmm. the average firefighter, that's only going to get us about one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Okay, so we're still falling short okay. of of that number and. The ultimate goal here is to get our members to be able to retire when they want to. We mm-hmm. don't want people to have to stay just for medical coverage. Nope. Nope. And it's one of those things I'll say that uh, early in my career, I never even thought about retirement. 
Mm-hmm. You know, back in the early 80s when I was testing, I took about, you know, 15 tests over two and a half years. All I wanted was a job. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't shopping for a, a health care plan. I wasn't shopping for a pension. And it really wasn't until I was well into my career that I began to consider these things. In fact, one of my uh, co-workers, uh, we were hired on the same training crew and we, we were uh, moving along in the, you know, along our careers. And he decided to retire early because he found a, a, a lucrative outside employment. And uh, that's when I really started thinking about it. And uh, there's just a lot to consider. And there's a lot of things you can do early in your career to set yourself up for greater success. And of course, things like vacation and sick leave are arguable as to what's the better way to use it. Sure. If, you, if you take a day of sick leave, you get a hundred cents on the dollar. If you max it out and cash it out at the end, you get 50 cents on the dollar. But in my mind, as someone who had to burn 600 hours in one, uh, in one session, uh, to me, it was a good insurance policy and, mm-hmm. and the investment of saving that and having that, uh, that bit of insurance uh, paid me a dividend at the dividend at the end that went in uh, even though it was less, it was untaxed going in, and it will be untaxed coming out. Right. Kyle, I would like to add one thing in here, and I know uh, Don spoke to it as well. We don't have control over what happens in our career. Mm-mm. We don't have control if if uh, some knucklehead runs a stop sign and, and I'm out for four months because of an injury. Mm-hmm. I don't have control of those type of things. Mm-hmm. What I do con- have control over is what percentage I put into VEBA tax-free and make 30 cents on the dollar. I do have that control and I owe it to, to my spouse, myself, to be prepared in retirement. What do you mean to make 30 cents on the dollar? Well, if I put a dollar of my pay into VIBA, mm-hmm. it's worth a dollar and 30 cents to me because, oh, because of the tax. Because of the tax, okay. right? And then plus the compounding money okay. I'm going to make okay. on that. And that's where it, it's like, we have to take control of what we can control. Mm-hmm. Don wasn't able to control the 600 hours of sick leave he had to burn early yeah. on in his career, right? Yeah, I just burned about 250 myself. Yeah, so um, that's where um, I am excited about this VB increase, and we want to continue to um, to just get information yeah. out in education. So I was, I think I calculated, I may be off on this, it was three years of sick leave for a month, being off for a month with an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way to cruise. It takes two and a half months to recruit one 24-hour shift. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, and I, I'm sure, I'm sure, I might edit this out. But the VBA contribution is on the W2s, the annual. How much? If you look in your W2s, is a, a separate, a separate box. So, people have probably looked at their W2s recently. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be a little box that has uh, the health retirement account. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is all to say. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, just a real quick overview. Um, so what is it? We're here for a reason. We want to talk about a proposal from the local. Um, so Travis, Cameron, how do you guys want to jump in on what, what we're talking about here? Well, I guess uh, it's probably appropriate for me to just start out with how much we do contribute. Right now, we contribute 2% of our pay to VIBA. That's across the board. All mm-hmm. of our members contribute the same percentage. Uh, obviously the dollar amounts different because we all make different wages. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to use top step firefighter, uh, a top step firefighter contributes roughly $2,000 a year, Okay, which is, which breaks down to be about 80 bucks a paycheck, mm-hmm. 75 to 80 bucks. What we're proposing to the membership is that we increase those contribution, okay. that contribution percentage. Okay. I'll add to Cameron's, uh, 
proposal, what we're proposing is we give the ability over a two-year period to increase the percentage in a fashion that will be uh, almost unnoticeable to the membership but still make a positive impact on their retirement security. And is it something that if it goes for one, it goes for all? That's not like you opt in? Like Obviously, deferred comp, you choose how much you want to um, deduct. That's correct. Okay. So, uh, like we mentioned, we're currently to what is the specifics of the proposal going from two to what? So right now the proposal as it currently sits is we would increase our VBA 1% this year mm-hmm. and then 1% next year mm-hmm. to make a total of a 4% contribution. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I think as all of us know, there is a 5% COLA coming down July 1st. So I guess that's how you can sort of couch it as being not noticeable um, and that the 5%, if it happens at roughly the same time, it changes that. Does it change the 5% COLA in our mind? It's conceptually down to a 4% and 1% goes into the VBO, 4% to your paycheck? Correct. Or to your take home, I guess. Absolutely correct. And, you know, part of the conversation I know that I'm going to have with the membership is we're already behind. COLA should have been six. We only got five. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're already behind. Well, we can control how we make up that gap, right? And this mm-hmm. is an opportunity for us to to make that gap up mm-hmm. in in one vote, in one fail swoop by saying, well, we only got 5%, so we're going to contribute that 1% back to VIBA, mm-hmm. make 30% on that 1%. Now we're only 0.7% right. behind what COLA should have been, right? And if we make up that same difference the next sure, year, sure. then we're less than a half percent behind what COLA should have been. And if the market, you know, produces like it typically does, that should end up being more over yeah. compound over time. I mean, Absolutely. you can't, you can't, you can't count on that. That's still like a, an intangible, but I mean, history has shown us. The best part you- about it is if we approve this, everyone's going to see an increase in pay and everyone's going to see an increase in their Viva. Right. Correct. Okay. And Don, I just wanted to kind of let you jump in here, create space for a minute. Knowing what you know now as a retired member, would you have been in favor of this type of an increase, uh, knowing that how wages have gone up and COLA is continuing to go up and a big COLA? What would your what would your retirement set of eyes tell tell our membership? I would say absolutely be in favor of this. Uh, you know, and, and again, I say that with with all all of my experience as a retiree and seeing what life is like, uh, I just have to, I just have to say you, you just, those of you out there working, you just cannot imagine the benefit that our pension brings you. Mm -hmm. Um, what we have, you know, I look at what, what my friends have that are retiring. I look at what my wife has, you know, 27 years, as many years as I had, uh, you know, as a nurse getting a great, um, wage doing that, but her pension is, is, would never sustain us. And having to, you know, being able to get out early and, and enjoy my life, enjoy the investment that I, that I put into my career and get an equal amount of that, at least uh, in retirement, Mm -hmm. but but be financially secure in doing that. So it's, it's just not the pension. It's these other things that come into it. Very easy to get wrapped up in the day-to-day wages and Kelly days and other things. Sure. But, um, and, and again, I wasn't good at this. It, I was late in my career when I began to really uh, analyze what retirement would mean to me. But you, you just, you don't want to wait. There's too many things that you can do to control your own situation. Um, 
whether it's something like this that's being done on everyone's behalf, Mm -hmm. whether there's uh, thoughtful decisions about vacation, sick leave, Mm -hmm. those kind of things, all very individual decisions. But those decisions you make have an impact down the road. And you don't want to wait because the earlier you start, the more it accrues and the more it compounds. And I think someone said earlier before you're on air, it takes money to make money. And if you look at any any retirement or investment accounts, it's those last few years when you have a bunch in there. It's the same thing with deferred comp. If you want to get as much in as you can as early as you can, as much as you comfortably can, because it's those last few years when it's really started to build up where you see the, the best um, returns. Yeah. Um, I do want to cover two points. Okay. Um, one uh, Cameron made is I would encourage every single person to go onto their Viva account and make sure that they have their risk management um, Mm -hmm. rate set for their personal situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I came across the other day uh, when I was signing up uh, new employees and someone said that they had half of the the VIBA contribution than um, someone they were hired with because they uh, marked low and the other person marked high. Mm. And uh, 15 years later, they kind of were talking, oh, how's your VIBA? Oh, my VIBA is this. And then they were literally half. And so um, don't make that mistake. Please go in and check, do your due diligence. The second point I wanted to make, and then I'll be done, is I had a member come to me and say, I don't want a VIBA increase because I spend all my VIBA money every month. Oh, A lot of kids, dentists, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, medical bills, sports, all everything. And I said, I said, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But if there's anybody in our membership that should want an increase, it's you because mm. you're instantly making tax-free money pulling out every single month. And so it's just going to give you more money mm-hmm. to pull out. Mm-hmm. More so, untaxed money. More untaxed money. That's exactly. correct. So it was a good conversation. Um, I have opportunity to talk to a lot of members. And so I just kind of wanted to give that story out that um, although I understand what he was saying, there's a different way to look right. at it. So. Very interesting. Well, I hope that uh, this has helped provide a foundation for some folks out there who maybe aren't thinking about Viva, because I certainly am not. So um, this has been a good little refresher for um, me as well. One thing, too, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to add to, Kyle, just to get this on here, is um, the, the road the road going forward. Hmm. So uh, our plan is to get this podcast out to the membership Um we're going to have the uh, district reps with uh, equipped with information mm-hmm. out there talking mm-hmm. to people about this. Uh, our plan is to talk about it on uh, President McLennan's uh, informational Zoom mm-hmm. meeting. And then um, we're looking at doing a membership vote sometime by the end of roughly April okay. uh, to, to decide on this. And then uh, as far as implementation goes, mm-hmm. we already talked about that. So right. that's kind of the pathway forward. Is, is the vote a simple majority or a super majority? For, simple. Okay. Simple. Okay. That sounds good. I Like I said, I hope this is a good foundation for folks out there, just to, at least to get it on everybody's radar. I think that's sort of one of the things we wanted to achieve today um, since, uh, like I said, it's not something that's often um, on the front of people's minds, myself uh, included in that. Um, and get some conversation going uh, around the kitchen table. I'm sure there will be people against it and the people that are, that are really for it. I think that that tax implication is really a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, before we sign off, I think we're just nailing that 30-minute time pretty well. Um, Cameron just got a last word there. Um, 
you guys can all go, go around the table. Don, is there anything you want to add that we think we missed that's important for, for the membership to hear? Well, I, I think one thing that really stands out to me is your retired life is going to be longer than your working life. And you want that to be comfortable and successful and not have any worries. And one of the best things you can do is set yourself fi- up financially to, mm-hmm. uh, to live a comfortable life, mm-hmm. you know, at least on a, on a par, and that can be done. And so I would really encourage you, whatever your decision, think about it. Uh, obviously, this is something that's a, that affects the entire group, so it makes the individual choices. Sure. But there's other ways to make adjustments for that. But this is, uh, I can just tell you, this is, uh, the VIBA has worked out very, very well for me and my family and, uh, and has really given us a lot of that financial security that we uh, had hoped to have. Great. That sounds, I uh, appreciate that. And thanks for coming in, giving us that perspective. That's very helpful. Trav, do you want to jump in anything real quick? Yeah, you'll see out um, uh, through SMART, we'll send out a document that um, <clears throat> we have asked uh, Gallagher Company to produce for us, mm-hmm. and it'll give you some information. And then also um, probably a video, if you just don't know that much about the VIBA, yeah. um, it'll be kind of an educational video. So we'll send that out. We're really going to yeah. do our, our best to give this information to the membership and then let them decide. Um, their own future. And if you have any questions, obviously you can reach out to any of the executive board members or call me a day or night, which you usually do. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate that. Um, But give me a call and we will figure out how to discuss it. Okay. Cameron. Thank you. I just want to say thank you to Kyle and Don um, and Travis for coming in and talking about this with us today. And uh, I would just encourage any members who have questions about this to reach out uh, to your e-board or Mm -hmm. uh, any of the, uh, any of our older members who have just been to uh, these retirement workshops sure, and have sure. the sticker shock of the uh, the medical coverage that they're going to need to pay for when they retire, mm-hmm. talk to those members too because I think they're all going to tell you this VIBA program is going to be a saving grace for us moving forward. Awesome. Well, it's been a good refresher for me. I'm going to go, Travis, I'm going to go on that website and check and see where my uh, my account is because I have not been in touch with that. I check my VOIA all the time, but I don't check my VIBA that often. Um and I, I just want to reiterate, like, I appreciate the information and, and that it sounds like I want people to know Vogel's not trying to push this down anybody's throat. We're trying to help, hopefully make a good informed decision and give everybody the information. It's not something that's already done. It needs to be thought about and then voted on. So it sounds like a great, a great d- direction to go. And hopefully people have had concerns. We'll bring them up and we can talk them through. So thanks a lot. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Thanks.